You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Athletic Greens for supporting Made for This. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash made for this. Guys, this is such a treat for me today because I am talking to literally one of my lifelong best friends, Catherine Mack. She and I have known each other since seventh grade. And we have done life together consistently since then. I mean, it's pretty crazy that we've never not been best friends. Like we, we talk, even though we don't live in the same town, wherever I've lived, wherever she's been, like we are talking on the phone, I'd say every other week or so catching up. We've walked through our work together. We have walked through what God is doing in our lives together. We have similar age kids. Like we have just lived life together. Well, one thing that is true, is a lot of what I've written over the years. Catherine has read, helped with, touched, because her spiritual insight, her wisdom, her creativity has always been that which I've relied on. What excites me about today is for the first time, you are going to get Catherine in your life. You're going to get one of my best friends in your life because she is releasing a book that is so beautiful and such a reflection of her heart and who she is. So it's going to feel like when you get the book, it's going to feel like you have a little piece of my best friend in your life and one of my most trusted voices and and dearest friends. So I cannot wait for you to get to know her. Catherine, I'm so excited to have you here. You and my friend Aaron Williams wrote this book called Whole, The Life-Changing Power of Relating to God with All of Yourself. I've watched you live this. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited that your book is finally in the world and like people are going to get to hear from you. Tell me what excites you about this moment the most. I'm excited. I, I first of all, just want to say thank you for our friendship over the years. And that's a funny thing to say publicly, but I just want to say to all of your listeners that you are the same behind closed doors as you are in public. And that has been such a gift to my life. Sometimes um, when people are given a platform, those close to them feel like they're removed from their life and become distant and, you know, have another group of people and they lose uh, that sense of deep friendship. And, or maybe there are things that suddenly they, they can't or don't share anymore. And I just want to thank you for maintaining authenticity for telling me about what's hard, which is a lot, um, even though your life feels glamorous, but just staying true to the Lord and staying true to the people that have been in your life, including me. I just, Mm. I just want to say thank you. So it excites me to, to be here, but it also just excites me to share that about you. And I know that's one reason God has just gifted you with this ministry is he knew that you could bear the weight of it and stay true to your calling and your heart for him. 
But I meant what's exciting about releasing this book because this is a heart project for you. Like you have lived this. I mean, it has to feel a little bit like finally, like I get to give this away to other people. Yeah, it does. I'm super excited. Um, It's based on ministry over many, many years with people. And I I think it's fun. You know, when you see things work on a small level, face-to-face in ministry, and you keep working that out over years, it's fun to see that go to a broader audience because we've been able to test these ideas and work them out in real time. Um, and now we're at the point where it's like, okay, like some of these concepts relating to God in a way that is whole, where we're not holding ourselves back. They're really important in the season we're in. Like we've been in a shifting season in the church and it's, it's just time for us all to evaluate, like, where am I with God after the season and how can I come to him in a way Um, where I bring all of myself. And so I think it's fun just to bring up these topics and to bring up actual tangible ways that we can all be growing in that in this season, because that's what's going to, it's going to take for us all in the church to move forward. Here's what I love about the book. And this is what I love about Catherine and what she has. It's one of the reasons you're one of my dearest, safest friends is we're looking at a season in the world right now where everybody's this or they're that. Everybody falls into a camp, a political party, a you know belief system, whatever. And that's okay. That's, that's life. And it's always been that way. It does feel a little heated right now. But what you're talking about is actually the way we relate to God and that we've done the same thing with the way we relate to God. We kind of say either it's truth or spirit. It's, you know, the, you know, it's not ever balanced. And what you say is the Christian life really is... Uh, and our friend Aaron was also a co-writer on this with you, Aaron Williams. We love Aaron. He's a musician and such a creative as well. What you all have put forward is when it comes to God, he's given us different parts of ourselves to come together. And it's not supposed to be this or that. So talk about what we're missing when we jump into those sides of our faith. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think you know, I know uh, that you're talking to so many people and I am too, that just feel distant from God and they feel an apathy or a dryness. And we assume that that's on God's end. Like maybe he's backed away or he's turned a blind eye to us. And the premise of the book is that sometimes God feels distant because actually on our end, we're holding parts of ourselves back. And so it's it's very easy to do. We actually have four dichotomies in the book, head and heart, truth and spirit, being and doing, and center and saint. And so we break all those apart in the book. But for instance, head and heart, yeah, it's, um, it's very easy if you have a particular personality or grew up in a particular denomination to really love God well with your head, to have an intellectual understanding of him but to not be relating to him with your heart. That was the story of my husband. I mean, he knew all about the Bible. He studied it, studied it his whole life. And it wasn't until his growth in the last three years that he realized that God wants to hear his actual emotions. And so he read that somewhere, like you should bring God your actual emotions and started praying with what they actually are, where his heart is like, God, I'm nervous. I'm afraid I'm whatever. And he would come out of his room with his Bible in tears. I'd never even seen him cry. 
And so I think just the opportunity to go, you know what, I probably have some gaps in some of these areas. I might be a more of a head person and have some gaps in the way I relate to God with my heart or vice versa. And to be able to recognize that and go, you know what, when God says, I want you to love me with your heart and soul and mind and strength, like all of me, um, I have that opportunity and that can bridge the gap between me and God. Truth and spirit the same way, you know, if we grew up in a charismatic background, we might be really strong in the spirit. If we grew up in a Bible church, we might be really strong in truth. Our personalities lend to leanings. And so it's just good for us to go, wow, there's a whole, there's a whole vast way that we can relate to God. And also there's a lot of vastness of expression within the broader church where we can learn from people that have strengths where we have weaknesses and we can grow in how we come to God with all of ourselves. So um, all of those topics have been instrumental. And I think part of it uh, for people to be able to learn is to identify, oh, I might not have realized it, but this is real easy for me in my relationship to God, but this is probably a gap. Why Why do we do this? Like, why does everybody have to, you think it's because we have different strengths or we we tend to be a certain way? What? Why do we jump off one side or the other? Several reasons. There's actually a lot of fear. We become very comfortable in our own traditions and with what we're used to. And we can view the other side with a lot of skepticism. And I think that's a lot of weakness in the church right now where, I mean, think about it, even in the truth and spirit spectrum that we just talked about, we can, we can worry that if we grow in the spirit, potentially we'll just end up some kooky person and we'll lose all of our friends. Even the people on the spirit side will worry, oh, if I become, you know, if I start just studying the word all the time, I'll kind of lose this fire for him and it, and it will become too intellectual. And so we can kind of start, um, you know, where God said, gosh, the true worshipers come to me in truth and in spirit. And uh, we all want to be true worshipers. I know, but just in our earthly limitations, we start viewing the other side with um, some skepticism. And I think we have some fear to grow in ways that we're not used to, or potentially the people around us or our churches aren't used to. And so that's the challenge is, is, you know, kind of moving beyond our history and our comfort zones and saying, Lord, I don't have to be afraid if all of this is you. I want to grow in it by faith. And that's going to mean stepping outside my comfort zone and I'm doing it for your kingdom. Another thing I love about Catherine as a guide for you all in spiritual pursuit is she's lived it in really tangible ways. I mean, the stories we share with each other, like the things that you come in my house and living room and, and say about what God's doing in your life, I would love for you to, with what you feel comfortable with, talk a little bit about your house church, talk a little bit about what you've seen God doing in your midst recently? Yeah. Well, I am now leading the discipleship arm of the ministry that Aaron Williams and I, the co-author, started together. And so he is taking some of the parts of the ministry and the part I'm focusing on now with dwellings is discipleship in the little small spaces. So um, small groups and house churches. And so I've, yeah, we have moved from being, uh, you know, very involved with a mega church, um, our church here in Little Rock that we've loved to this 
tiny little church expression in our house. And uh, that has been just a huge growth curve for us. Just knowing that, you know, as, as we're talking about, we need this personal renewal before him. We all need to be challenged to be personally renewed in our faith, but also we're just feeling convicted that, um, as you are, Jenny, like with your finding your people and your <laughs> desire to build smaller groups, we are feeling like one of the most effective ways for the church to move forward is to find a lot of strength in small community. So yeah, we're we're working through what it means to be a house church. We've done that over, over the last couple of years, and now we're equipping other people to do that too, because we think in this stage of the church, um, there are going to be some people that don't enter what we call the front door of a traditional church and need some sort of side door yeah. and want to be part of, of offering that um, as a possibility, because it's a, po- it's a possibility in scripture. You see the early church operating that way. It's a possibility uh, in many people's minds all over the world, but for some reason in the West, that has become something that we're unfamiliar with that God is offering as another way to pursue them in in community. Yeah. And if y'all are interested in that, we're going to have the link in these show notes and and just tell you a little bit about how she can be a guide for you in that because they have built, it's so wonderful, resources for those of you that are already in house churches or you're interested in building one, this will help you do it. We want to thank Athletic Greens for their support, and they are offering you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash made for this. So towards the end of last year, I started taking AG1 because at this point in time, the amount of vitamins I was having to take in the morning just for the basics was getting a little bit much, but now I can take AG1, which is all of them, all the things and more. The ingredients are really high quality. And I got started because some friends of mine were drinking AG1. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I committed because I knew that in order to see good results or see how it made me feel, I had to take it for an extended period of time. And let me tell you, very quickly, I noticed it helps me with digestion, my skin, I sleep better. And I've even noticed this month that just my overall energy levels through the day are so much more balanced. My AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's been really easy to make it a daily habit. Taking care of my body each day is really that simple. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash made for this. That's athleticgreens.com slash made for this. Check it out. So Catherine, we're talking about Restless this season. We're talking about our passions and our threads coming together. And I mean, what you're saying really is like, these are the threads of our inner soul. Like I read, I was reading Psalm last night and the passage that talks about our inmost being. And I was so struck by those words, inmost being. Like that's what you're doing is you're speaking to, these are the parts of your inmost being and they're meant to live in congruence, not in these segregated little silos. So talk just a little bit when when you think of your personal life and where God has brought you from someone who maybe had these in different compartments till now they're in more congruence. What's the fruit of it? Why do it? What's What have you experienced in your own heart and life? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think for me, I've experienced personal revival 
it has also led me to to have greater challenge in my life with God because when when you offer all of yourself up to him, he will sometimes engage you and ask you to do things that you kind of can shut off if you're not fully listening and fully engaged and fully living by the spirit. So I feel, you know, there's um, in John, it talks about how he's available and actually the Trinity is available to come and make his home in us, but we have to open all of ourselves up. But I feel a oneness with him when I'm not protecting parts of myself or saying, I'm not going to pursue you, you know, in all the ways that are more unnatural to me, for me in those dichotomies, it would be um, probably my heart and in spirit and in being and in my identity as a saint. Like there are, there are things that I have held back that as I am recognizing that and opening up and relating to God more fully, I feel empowered by him in a new way. As a, for instance, um, just growing in the spirit has been huge for me, learning to hear God's voice. And one of the stories that I write about in the book was it happened a couple of years ago. I was leaving lunch with a friend and I was in a stage where I was just starting to open up to God more about, about hearing from him. I was asking him to, to speak to me. And so I was in a uniquely open period. But after I came out of that restaurant, he delivered, like I got in the car and I felt a nudge from God and very clearly felt like a guy that I saw, um, 20 feet from my car that I was supposed to ask him to get in my car. And so, (laughs) by the way, we're not recommending you do this, but you knew this was the Lord. Like you, you sensed it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was a specific nudge that I don't know why I would have made it up. So I just asked the Lord again, like, are are you really asking me to put this kid in my car? Like, is that you? And I felt that weighted piece that's beyond understanding. And so I asked this teenage boy, like, do you want to get, are you safe? And do you want to get in my car? And he said, yes. And he got in my car and we ended up getting lunch. And I asked him a little bit about his story. And he basically had been thrown out of his house, left on the street. And he had walked 14 miles to the nicest part of town because he knew probably there would be people that could help him eat or whatever. And so I met him after eight weeks of living on the street and this kid immediately, I recognized he was incredible and that God had his hand on him because he told me how he was surviving every morning. He walked to the library and he read books to keep his brain sharp and to stay out of the cold. He walked every afternoon to a basketball court and played basketball to keep his body in shape. And then he found a way back to this bridge and knotted together sweatshirts, made a sleeping bag for himself and slept every night through the coldest part of the winter. Then I'm left with, I have this kid in my car that I can't really put back on the street in good conscience, but I didn't, I didn't really know what to do. And the spirit kept directing every step in the car. I just asked like, what do I do now? And then this kid would say, okay, it's time for me to go to the basketball court. And then what do I do now? And he would give me an idea. 
And that's pretty much how it's been with this kid ever since then that um, now has become a part of our lives. What the spirit started, he has continued to reveal how I will relate to this kid, which now is living with an aunt and spends a lot of time at our house. But that is an example of something that I typically would have ignored because it seemed ludicrous but has brought about great blessing. And the part that I didn't put in the book, that's really just one of the greatest blessings of my life is that a month or so ago, we invited him to have to a worship night that our kids were having with some teenagers at our house. And he came and felt very uncomfortable because it was new. And then the next morning, called me and said, I need to talk. I've got all this stuff stirring in me now. Like that, that happened last night, but it, it made something wake up inside myself that I had kept numb. And so we talked through it. We talked through all the hard stuff he's been through. And I just finally, like, this has been two years since I met him and I had never shared the gospel clearly because even I hadn't gotten a nudge from the spirit that it was time until this exact moment. And we were able to walk through, you know, the cliff drawing. If any of you have seen that where it's like, I'm over here and God's over here and there's a cavern between us. I was able to draw that out on a sheet of paper and say, I'm here and God's here and Jesus bridged the gap for us to be able to live life with God now and forever. And literally I looked at him and he said, I'd barely heard about Jesus. I heard about, is he the guy with the nails in his hands? And I said, I said, yeah, he's the guy with the nails in his hands, but he goes, this all makes so much sense, makes so much sense. And so after that, he said, um, he said, Well, last night at that worship night, though, everybody was talking about something called the spirit. Like, who's the spirit? (laughs) So I I said, well, the spirit's God, too, is another, you know, it's another person of God. It's confusing, but he lives in you and he um, helps you understand the Bible if it feels hard. And he also nudges you if you're supposed to do something or remember something like he's God in you. And, And in that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh. I need to tell him the story of how we met. And I was able to say, you know, the spirit is who nudged me to put you in my car. And he was like, wait, are you saying God told you to put me in your car? And I was like, yes, but it like had just come full circle for me too, in my mind. And, and he just said, I can't believe God saw me. And I was like, he saw you. He saw you were so special. He saw you in need. And anyway, and that led to later in the day, once my son came home and BJ, my husband was home, him praying to receive Jesus. And we, we prayed together and got him a Bible and we're just walking through that, but that's just an example of something that if I'm just thinking, oh, I'm I'm relating to God with my head. And that just means I'm going to like study my Bible a lot and try to understand it, but I'm missing out on this whole realm of living by the spirit and listening to God's voice and following its dynamic. It's moving, it's personal, it's, 
it's real. Like if I miss out on that, I'm missing out on so much that he has for, for this teenage guy and for right. me and for anyone that hears about the story and goes, Oh yeah. Like I remember he, he still speaks like he's still direct. So it's just, it's just amazing. Well, it's good. It's taking me back to college and we were in a sorority together and we were in the basement praying for people by name. And Catherine, do you remember like one of the girls that we had prayed for by name, like came into the room when we were together and we like, or you grabbed her. You said, we need to tell you about Jesus. And like the, the, the way we lived in college was we did this together. Like we would just, just pray and love people and listen to the Lord and, and ask him what he wants next. And, and he would tell us, and and he still does. We still, it was just fun to do it together. And and I think that's why your friendship means so much to me is when God has said, Jenny, do this. You know, this is, you start if and, and don't pay what you can't. You've always kind of been beside me and been like, then you got to do it. And I think you're my crazy friend with me. Like, <laughs> we, we believe God together and we aren't afraid to like step out in faith together. And those have been the richest stories of both of our lives. And so, just y'all don't miss God. Like that's what I hear today is just don't miss God. Like don't, don't decide that, you know, this part is you're not comfortable with. So you're only going to stick to this, like explore it. And guys, I'm telling you, this book will help you because all of us have a tendency to fall into different sides of these, you know, of relating to God. We tend to be more heart people or more head people. We tend to be more truth people or more spirit people. And ultimately he designed us with a capacity for all of it. And so I just encourage you, go get the book. It's called Whole the life-changing power of relating to God with all of yourself. We all need it, and you're going to love it, and you're also going to love getting to know two of my friends, Aaron Williams and Catherine Matt. Catherine, I love you. Thank you for being on. Thanks so much for having me, Jenny. Guys, as Jenny said a few times through the episode, you will want to get a copy of Catherine and our friend Aaron Williams' new book called Whole, The Life-Changing Power of Relating to God with All of Yourself. Just came out a few weeks ago, and I will make sure to link it in the show notes. But we just want to thank you guys again for being a part of the Made for This community, and we cannot wait to see you on another episode of the Made for This podcast. Podcast.